Gar, what's wrong? I'm bored. Well, I'm sorry, but due to this outbreak of a, of a virus, we have to stay inside for the good of everyone. But now I want to go outside. Well, no, you can't. That's why we bought a bunch of food. I'm going to have Call of Duty to play after we're done recording, so I'm good. Why is it that it took a pandemic to get me to sit down and edit every episode of Wolf Ranger? <laughs> I don't know. It took the entire world to be a shut-in to finally get me to sit down and watch or to edit Ultra Ranger. <laughs> yep. Oh. Fucking Ultraman doesn't have to deal with this shit. I know. He only has to deal with... Losing his sight temporarily and boring plotline and stuff. Schwa roll call. Welcome to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the show where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I am your host, Ultra Pinkcaster Lane. And I am your host, Ultra Yellowcaster. That's right. Gar, Gar, Gar might be uh, Goldcaster Garza on Cast Ranger, but he's still proud yellow. Ultra Yellowcaster. Eh, it's a different power set. Exactly. Two separate characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're back. Yeah. I mean, don't Get... know when this episode will come out, but... Uh, I have it scheduled to be released <laughs> uh, March 23rd. Hmm. I thought it said 2010 for a second. I was just oh. like, oh. Yeah. At least 20, 10 years ago. Yeah, and then hopefully Lane doesn't look at the rest of that schedule because he'd probably be like, no, we're not doing that. No, uh, we're not doing that. Oh, okay. So it's funny. Like, I have my uh, smartwatch, like, tracks my steps, so it's it's... At the time of recording this, it's like after 4 o'clock in, 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 in the evening. Afternoon. So, by 11 o'clock, usually, when I'm at work, I'll clocked in 10,000 steps. It is now after 4 o'clock today. I've walked 769 steps today. That's how much I've not been moving around in my house. <laughs> According to my step, uh, step walk thing, I have stepped a total of 209 steps. Well done burning 23 calories but then again i don't keep my phone in my in my uh, pocket when yeah I... so you walked a shit ton of steps on the treadmill today yeah so, so. uh i'm gonna talk about that quickly uh I, i've been on a sort of health care health journey health journey a journey of self-improvement yes yeah, so a journey of self-improvement because uh the last episode we recorded was way back in, like, February. Yep. A lot has happened since then. A lot has happened since then. Uh, besides the pandemic. Yeah, uh, which, honestly, like, this is our, like, nerd's time to shine because they're, like, literally, they're recommending, like, oh, everyone stay inside. Don't interact with people. It's our time in here. And I'm just, and me, I'm, like, cool. I'm okay with that. So, literally... Other than work, going to work, I'm not leaving the house. Even, like, even my girlfriend said, like, maybe we shouldn't see each other until this calms down. I was like, yes. Yeah, apparently the entire country's probably going to go on shutdown. Or... Yeah, no, they're planning on, like, blocking and cutting Ontario off from everyone else. So, like, no one can leave. No one can come in. 
Yeah. So uh, honestly, that's smart that they're telling everyone to fucking stay indoors. Mm-hmm. So, because honestly, the quickest way to get rid of this, or the quickest way to avoid this, is for all of us to stay inside. Yeah, like. I'm supposed to work tomorrow at my other job, but, like, uh, I, my hours are cut, and I'm kind of hoping that they tell me not to come in at all. So, that'd be nice. As for my work, I just haven't heard any word from them in, like, a while. I know. But, but, we're here to talk about some Ultraman, so this week we're talking about Ultraman episode 36. Tega episode 36. And Gridman episode 33. Yeah. yeah. So, in case you haven't realized, our schedule, our release schedule has been really, 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 really bad to the point where we have to kind of make these episodes shorter to make it quicker to do. We were so desperate to watch Ultraman, since we were so deprived of it for so long, that we watched the first episode of Ultraman Powered. Yeah. And that was interesting but we'll talk about that hopefully in the summer that'll be it might be a summer project maybe it's up to gar he he's in charge of the shit so. no, no, no look uh, rem- remembering the schedule i want to say it's more of like a fall thing okay so yeah the fall we'll possibly be talking about ultraman great and ultraman powered so yeah but yeah powered powered's interesting so we'll get to it all right uh and the best way that we kept these episodes short is by uh spreading the news out throughout episodes yeah so we're not gonna be on news for like 45 minutes like we usually do yeah we're probably gonna be on just for like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging this <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna ruin this whole entire i'm gonna ruin this man's career <laughs> <laughs> you're saying there god damn it lane all right uh so our first news story is some Sad news. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. This was the dawn of the end. Yeah, so Super Ride postpones the Ultraman Taiga movies premiere screening due to the coronavirus. So, yeah, this uh, has been canceling a lot of shit. Fucking sporting events. E3's canceled. Fucking, like, places are shutting down. Like, restaurants. Yeah, re- restaurants are, like, going, like, no, you can only use, get takeout or deliver. So, you can't sit down. No. Which is why I'm like wondering how my work's gonna be because I work at a Denny's. But we've been we have like hand washing and sanitizer stations everywhere in the store in the restaurant, so like we've been making sure to like be sanitized all the time. I work at a Cineplex and Yeah, Cineplex is promise like they sent me an email promising to fucking clean the fuck out of the theater super well, so like, oh, we'll make sure it's clean. Oh, well, yeah, don't even ask me how I feel about that. I didn't feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is sad that the Saga movie hasn't premiered yet, so we... There, there's nothing of it. Yeah, there's... The, the, to the point where they even deleted um, the trailers off of YouTube. Huh. And, and they re-released it with no release date. Oh. Because at the end of the trailer, for the second trailer, it said, like... Like, the first and second trailer, it said, like, March 6th, but then they uploaded it again, and at the end, I don't think, I don't know what it said, because I can't read Japanese. Mm-hmm. I can... Probably just, like, coming soon. Yeah, probably just, like, coming soon in the yeah. future. Yeah. So, that sucks, because, honestly, from the trailers we saw, the Tiger movie looks pretty fucking hype. Fucking release on Ultraman Day. Yeah. My birthday. Release on July 23rd. Wait, no, that's when the Cure Major and Comrade Zero One movies yeah. are out. But... It's it's ha- makes me happy knowing that Ultraman Day is on my birthday. 
Lucky yeah. I'm wondering if Ultra Man was supposed to be my real true calling in watching Toku, but I don't know. I just Tom find, Rider found me first, so... I just find it odd that my birthday aligns up with the death of Shotaro Ishiyamori. That's fucking weird. It is weird. Yeah, we, we, we should be... We should switch. You should be more into Rider. I should be more into Ultra Man. Yeah, but I like having a winter birthday, and it gets it done over I there. want a winter birthday! I hate having my fucking birthday be halfway through the year. It's oh. annoying. I'd, I'd kill to have January 1st. Fucking... Oh, being New Year's baby? Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. So, yeah. Damn you, Mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I love, I love my mom. My mom. My mom's a registered nurse, so she's 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 in she's in this fight. So, all the best to her. I love you, Mom. Next story. So, finally, there you go, Gar. You complained, you bitched, and now you're getting SH Figure Arts Ultraman Ace. So now the Ultra Brothers is finally complete. About damn time. And... He, he looks... He looks alright. He looks alright. I just don't like his big head. Pretty chunky. He's got, yeah, he's got a big doofy head. <laughs> but... It don't, God. The day we get Leo and Astra, that's gonna be awful. Leo Leo is fucking ugly. No, I hate him. Yeah, You have a problem with Ultraman Leo, don't you? No, I just don't... He just looks bad. Like, I don't care if he was the mentor of Zero. Like, he looks awful. Hate that fucking head sculpt. At least Ace is like, it's different, but like, it's tolerable. Yeah, he is a chunky boy. My goodness, he's very chunky. Like even the Ultra Act, he was very chunky. Yeah. Uh. So SH Figuarts Ultraman Ace will be will be coming out in July of this year for six thousand fifty yen. Now release release a brother's mantle. Or, like, release someone who comes with a brother's mantle. Oh, can he throw his, uh, thing no. on the set, too? Oh, okay, just that the one pose looks like he can. Oh, the pose on the, uh... Yeah. T uh, this pose yeah. here? Yeah. I, I think it's because, like, a laser comes in or something. Oh, okay. Um, oh, he's got, like, a slash effect thing, and then his... Regular... Like, his beam's called? I don't know. I, I can't remember any of it. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, so now the Ultra Brothers are complete. Finally. Now you just need to fucking hunt them down. Yeah. yeah I think they'll be easy. I think, I think for your next Ultraman figure, you should get Ultraman first. I was thinking for uh, for getting that, it would be the uh, 50th anniversary set. Oh, with the city display? Yeah, like the yeah. city and the aliens that's on ship. Or alien Bolton ship. Legit. It's cheap. It's cheap. Uh... Speaking of odd releases, SH Figuarts Ultraman G Ultimate Final was unveiled. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no, I was like, eh. Like, uh, I mean, kudos for G to be getting the first Figuart release of a movie exclusive form. Yeah. But why G? Yeah. Hell, you guys have you fucking made Acro Smasher, Salt Burning. Burn Might, Hurricane Slash, like... Which proves that Magnificent was probably, like, the favorite of his, like, forms. I guess so. It's part of Zero. It's true. Oh, that too. That's probably it. Zero, Zero, Zero is the Dan, Dan Kuroto of Ultraman. Just, if he's so popular that they have to make everything based around him. Yeah, but at least Zero's tolerable. 
so this figure is a premium Bandai release. Okay. And I just want to acknowledge that. Look at the Giga Finalizer. It's huge. It's awesome. You even see like, like at the bottom, you can see like a little blue, uh, blue circle underneath because that's where you insert the capsule. That's incredible. Like even on the suit, like when he's like wielding it in the Taiga movie or not Taiga, uh, in the Room movie, you can see the little blue circle. It's like wow, that's really good continuity. Yeah. No, it's a it's a nice suit. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my favorite, but it, it's still a nice suit because it's like supposed to be based around what actual Jean's supposed to look like. So. No, give me Vic, Ginga Victory. I want Victory Knight. That's easy. That's just a repaint of Victory. I know it is. And he's given the timber flute, and he's good. Uh. So this will be also coming out in July of 2020 for seven thousand one hundred and fifty yen. Well, it's still probably be like close to ninety, hundred bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. So Marvel Comics unveiled their first Ultraman book. Uh, for the West, around like the beginning of March, mm-hmm. in which uh, the title has been dropped. It's called the Rise of Ultraman. Because he's rising. He's, he's rising. Oh, look at him. Look at that. Yeah, there are two covers out right now. There's one with just Ultraman posing, and then there's one with, like, Bolt, Alien Bolton in the background. Gomera. Oh. Because these guys know what's up. Yeah. So, apparently, this information was revealed at C2E2. I don't know what that is. I think it's like a convention or, or like some press conference or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, in the series, which this is what really got me into being fully hyped for this. Oh, yeah, you didn't shut up about this for a while. It's being written by Matt Groom, in which I don't know who he is, but it's the other writer that I lost about Kyle Higgins, which, if you read the, uh, the uh, first run of Mighty Morphin Power Ranger comics by Boom Studios, he did issues zero all the way up to uh the shattered grid finale and he also did soul of the dragon that's good so at least ultraman's in good hands yeah we also have uh, some images of what the characters will possibly look like so i'm just gonna zoom in on some of these pictures uh we have hyata looks looking dapper yeah some sort of it says usp uniform yeah it's the uniforms they wear maybe uh, we have our female lead, I want to say. Kiki. Kiki. And uh, we have... Possibly Cap. Possibly Cap. I think it might be Cap. It'd be cute if they actually did keep the orange uniform. And then, like, the blue uniform here is, like... An, uh, it kind of looks like SPD a bit. Right? Like, just put Kruger's head on there. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, went back, went back too far. Uh, Kyle Higgins had a few, like, the, both writers had a few things to say, which Kyle Higgins, I'll quickly go through this. A few years ago, thanks to my time on Power Rangers, I was able to discover and learn about tokusatsu. With its wildly different conventions and inspirations, tokusatsu, and Ultraman in particular, has been a huge source of joy for me. It's a genre so ripe with possibilities, even down to what 
we conceive of in the structure of superhero storytelling. It's both an honor and a privilege to bring Ultraman to Marvel. Oh. And then Matt Grimm had this had this to say. Uh, Monsters in fiction have been in embodying all that is dark and scary in our world for as long as we've been telling stories. But I don't think anybody understood the immense scale for for our most uh, pressing problems quite like A.G. Subraya. He imagined the darkness looming overhead as tall as skyscrapers, aliens and unknowable and angry. But he is also imagined us no but he also imagined us being able to stand up to those monsters by rising above our worst impulses and embracing a noble way of being. He imagined Ultraman. What does this mean in this complex contradictory world of lies? We're going to find out. So they at least know who Ultraman is. Yeah, no, and they've they've discovered it and took an interest in it, and they're like, "This is fascinating stuff. Like, this is a really interesting world. I, I'm excited to, you know, extend on it, expand on it." Yeah. So, yeah, no, like I'm, for me personally, I'm not really a comic book reader, so I'm not going to be investing in this. But I know Gar will happily will be. So, yeah. but. Uh, I I will say I'm glad this is happening. This is cool that Ultraman is finally getting like the attention it deserves and the fact that it's getting like a western comic apart from the manga is really cool. And I think it's going to be done really well. So hopefully it catches on. Hopefully like one day a 10-year-old kid or something goes to a comic book store, sees Ultraman, picks it up and takes an interest in it. Okay, so the artist is Francesco Mana, who's currently doing a Dan Slott's run on Fantastic Four. Uh, long time. Okay, so this book is basically for, like, everyone. Hmm. Oh, gorgeous. Oh. And our last news story for uh, this episode is that there is now a official North American website for Ultraman. That's cool. Yeah, it is called Ultraman Galaxy, which is filled up the wazoo about licensing, the heroes, aliens, like terminology. Oh, I like that they I like that they refer to them as kaiju. That's good. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between giant monsters. There's and a picture of Ultraman and his brother's mantle. Yeah. Looking fucking dapper. Which? I like that word. Dapper. Dapper. You click on Ultra Heroes and it's like, there's like big summaries. It's like, no, oh, let's click on Ultra. Ultraman up to 80. Yeah. Yeah. But if you click on uh, three generations of Ultra Heroes. I'm just going to zoom in. There's like, they describe each like each era, like you have the Showa era, the Heisei era, and then you have like the New Generation era. Wow, that's insane! Wow, and just it, I just find it weird that in all three of these photos, there's no zero. No, there isn't. Huh. I do like the photo of the Heisei Ultraman They go down? Ah, son of a bitch. I think Zero would be there with Jeed. It's fine because this, 
the shot that they have for the uh, new generation heroes is from uh, a magazine scan when they were talking about Taiga episode one. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's cool we got a we got a website. Yeah, we got a website. Oh, let's contact them see if they can sponsor us. Wouldn't that be great? Alrighty. That's the news. We're currently 20 minutes in. See, I told you it only took us 10 minutes. Uh, let's talk about some Ultraman. Episode 36, Don't Shoot Arashi. Wait, is it Don't Shoot Arashi or is it Don't Shoot Arashi? I think it's the second one. Oh, okay. So yes, this is a very huge Arashi-focused episode. And the kaiju of this episode is the transformation monster Zaragas. Or Zaragas. I don't know. I like the way that you said it the first time. Oh, Zaragas? Yeah, Zaragas. Oh, Zaragas. Yeah, I think it's Zaragas. Um, yeah, so, we were confused at what, the, what, uh, Zaragas was about in terms of, like, his, his naming, the transformation monster. So we thought, like, oh, maybe he just transforms or something like that, but no, it's, it's literally, like, his body adapts to whatever, like, situation he's in. So if he's being attacked, he'll, like, get more defensive, or, you know, he'll just, like... Yo, he, I, I, I compared him to, like, a Kabuto rider. He had a heavy shell and went... It's a defensive, but when he needs to attack, he removes the shell off of him. Yeah. He cast off. Exactly. And he, uh, one of his trademark abilities is he can shine a bright light that can, like, blind people and, like, cause them to lose their eyesight. Yeah. It's weird. No, he, bl- he blinded someone this episode. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, like, they're, they're checking out, like, Arashi, uh, Fuji, Nide, they're all checking out this, like, uh... Oh, oh no, it was Cap... It was Cap, yeah. It was Cap, Arashi, and, uh, Fuji. Yeah, they were showing off, uh, going to visit, like, this children's center, and so it was, like, a building within a building. It was really weird. So it was, like, it was kind of, like, like, the Truman Show, where, like, it's just this, like, giant set piece with, like, sky, uh, sky... Like, an artificial sky, like... It reminded me a bit of the uh, drowsy hypno episode from Pokemon, mm. where like they go up to the top of the building. There's like a giant mansion on the roof. Yeah. Except in this, it's like artificial. Yeah, yeah it's artificial because like we were confused for a second. We were like, how, how do they shoot this? Because like they go out of an elevator through a door, and then they're just in that scenery of that place. So I'm like, I don't know if like they built a set piece there, or they just like kind of like filmed them like going through, but then they at the same time filmed like someone walking into the shot of this area the way that i think they did it was they built like just like a stand-up wall mm-hmm. where like before you walked in saw like the giant part because like they obviously filmed it outside mm-hmm. and like that's how they probably did it. they probably had the camera on dolly they rolled the camera in to make it look like they're going through the door yeah um but then there's Ceiling gets crushed in. Oh, by the, yeah, by Zargus or Zaragus. Zaragus blinded and... the guy that they bumped into. Yeah. Of oh, hey guys, how are you? Oh my God. Oh my God. 
So then we find out Ide was developing a gun called the uh, Q- QX gun. Yeah, yeah, the QX gun, the quick extinguisher gun. Yeah. So apparently it's a one gun. shot. Yeah, it's one shot, but it has the ability. It like it 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 destroys all the brain cells within like a person like a, a thing's brain and causes them to like pretty much die instantly. And he's been working on this for apparently four years. Four years of research. He's been working on this since 1990. Because remember, Ultron takes place in the year 1993. Yeah, what the fuck. The Jimba episode. She's so weird. Um, so yeah, so, but, uh, like, they, they try attacking and stuff like that, and so, like, Arashi gets, ends up getting, like, temporary blinded by it. And so then, like, we see him, we see him at one point, he, like, gets, like, sunglasses on, and he's wearing sunglasses, yeah. and so immediately I'm just, like, he looks like he's one of the Blues Brothers. So, he looks like a Japanese Jim Belushi. Yeah, so we, we decide for the thumbnail, we're just gonna have him, like, the shot of the Blues Brothers in their car, and then just in the back seat, it's just gonna be Arashi. So I think, I think that'd be super funny. And hey, it gives me a chance to rewatch Blues Brothers. Right? I've never seen it, but I heard it's a funny movie. You've never seen Blue Never oh, seen Blue Spots. So yeah. Um, We're on a mission from God. <laughs> mission from God. We're on a mission for Ultraman. Mission for Ultraman. Um, Dan Aykroyd probably knows Ultraman. Yeah, right? Um, so then, uh, yeah, so Zaragus is attacking, and then, like, they, they find out about this whole defensive thing where it's like, oh, he's just going to be more defensive, you can't defeat him. And, like, it's just, like, the more we attack him, the more pissed off he's going to be, the more rampaging will be uh, like he acts like a like a monster from Yu-Gi-Oh! it's like oh if you attack it i can bring it back and it'll be stronger it'll be in attack mode oh um, no, i'm gonna put it in defense mode so rashi like or cap like looks over at rashi and Ida, and he's just like i know how you two feel but i'm ordering you not to sh- attack this thing like you are i'm ordering you not to and they're like fine and what's weird hyatt is barely in this episode well, like in the beginning, well, in the beginning yeah, he was the beginning of the episode. He's rarely in it. Yeah, and so then like they they go to rescue the the children because like they they find Zaragus and um, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting. He's sitting there napping. Like 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 Garo put up a shot of him, but just like oh, oh like that's the centerpiece of this wallpaper. Yeah, just he's just he's sitting just, there. Just... Oh, and by the way, he's made of a uh, he's made of Gomera suit suit pieces yeah so like if you see his leg and his chest and like his hands it's, like gomera. it's just gomera probably painted black yeah um uh, gomera i see over there hello buddy um gomera source no should just left him alone wouldn't have done anything if they just didn't take him off the fucking island it was ultraman that killed gomera son of a bitch <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Arashi, Arashi and Hayata, they run inside to go save some of the kids that are still in the build in the new school center, or children's center, and it, I don't know what they were doing with the audio, like, the AD, like, whoever yeah. was doing the ADR was like, okay, we gotta make it sound like they're running through like a damn sewer, or like something. a hallway. Well, no, it wasn't sewer. It sounded like they were in like a like a long like 
echoey hallway where like their shoes are hitting like a like a tiled floor and it's like yeah like it like had them like running down like a fucking school hallway or something like that yeah so because i guess they wanted to give the illusion that like no they're not outside they're in a building that's in a building probably to give off the idea of like it's a big building yeah you can hear their voices like reverbing and stuff like that so like yeah so that that was just to give the illusion that like they're inside a building so uh which was pretty cool and yeah so then they they find some kids they go rescue them but then uh zoragas has like he blinds the few of the kids and and hayata and so they get under pressure and like uh arashi breaks his promise and like disobeys cap's direct order and he's like, I'm forgetting you, I'm going to attack him anyway. So he uses the gun. It does something, but doesn't really do anything to, like, affect him. Because he probably didn't hit him in, like, the right area or something. Well, no, he hit him, he hit him straight in the top of the head. Because it it's a gun that's supposed to target, eliminate all the brain cells in, you, in the brain. So it just didn't work because probably he's just really tough. Yeah. Um. So then, like, he ends up going to the hospital. And, like, you see the kids lying there. And you see Haita. And, like, Haita's just, like... He has like rap- they all have wraps on their eyes because like they can't see. So I just just like, oh, Rashi, is that you? It's okay, don't worry. Like I don't blame you for this. Arashi, and then like, is that you? Yes, Hayata, it's me. Fucking prick. Let me touch your face. <laughs> um. So then, like all the kids are just like, oh, Mister Rashi, like is my hands, is my eyesight gonna come back? Oh, did you defeat the monster? The science patrol is really tough and awesome, and like. You just see Arashi's face as he feels so guilty and, like, so bad. And then just flies off into the VTOL and just decides, I'm not part of Science Patrol anymore. I'm on my own. I'm going to defeat this thing by myself. I was expecting him to just kamikaze himself straight into Zargus Bout. I felt like he was going to do that before Ultraman got involved. Because, like, he he was going to shoot the gun and then crash crash into him. So, like... This time, Arashi does the crash. Yeah, and so, like, Cap, Cap's, like, yelling at him over the comm, trying to, like, tell him, like, stop this, like, you know, don't do this, and, like, he cuts off communications because he doesn't have time to hear it. Um, and so Hayata has a realization that Arashi went to go do something stupid, so he runs out blindfolded still, like, has his eye wraps on. My jackass sensors are tingling. Yeah. Runs up, runs up a full fucking flight of stairs up onto the roof, transforms into Ultraman and so this is where I was like oh I wonder if because his eyes don't work these eyes aren't gonna work as Ultraman but Gar explained to me that like no when he's Ultraman all of his injuries whatever he's sustained doesn't matter oh yeah we've seen that before yeah because it's an entirely different body yeah it's like it's like uh when Daigo hurt his arm in Tiga when he turned into Tiga he had control of his hand and he's like oh he's like Cool. So, I wanted to see, like, oh, it would have been cool to see, like, Ultraman uh, form, and then, like, he his, like, eyes aren't glowing to, like, show, like, oh, his eyes don't work. But, he, uh, he's fighting, he's fighting, uh, Zoragus, you know, doing his thing, throwing him, just going, and just, like, running into him at first. And so, he gets hit by, uh, his, like, ray beam, and his eyes go, uh, stop glowing. And yep. I was like, oh, he, he lost his sight. He's temporarily blind for yeah, a few so, minutes. So I was actually happy that I was actually happy that we got to see that. I yeah, wanted like, to see the effect. How is Ultraman going to uh, defeat Zoragus? And then, like, we just see Ultraman just, like, kick Zoragus, like, right in the head. Oh. It's like, like that. Yeah. 
and like he throw fucking throws him across the thing. Zoragus picks up the piece of the child center and just, yeah, just throws. <laughs> yeah, and like he picks up like a tower and he's like holding it towards him. He's just like, alright, but and so like Ultraman's <laughs> using his other senses, like he's using his hearing to like listen where he is, and then he uh gets his eyesight back eventually, he uses the space seam ray and just I forgot we gave Zoragus the Kermit the Frog voice. Uh, yeah, and so he uses the Space Seam Ray, uh, destroys him. Yeah. Him. Uh, another big thing about this episode was, uh, Dr. Iwamoto was in it. But. But. It wasn't. Is it me, or did, did he look different? He did look different. He looked like the same guy. He, he did look different. Because according to the casting on the Japanese Wikipedia page, he did show up in this episode, but he was he was not played by uh, his regular actor. Yeah. He was played by an actor named Satoshi Morizuka. Oh, so it wasn't Akihiko Hirata. Yeah, you know, uh, Dr. Sarazawa himself. Yeah, Dr. Sarazawa. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know what's sadder. The fact that for his Japanese Wikipedia page, it's just a picture of him as Doctor Sarah of him as Doctor Sarazawa. Yeah, that's funny. Well, it's because like that's his most well-known care role, so it's probably fair. The man who defeated Godzilla, the man who killed Godzilla, and then killed himself because he didn't want his work to be used ever again. Spoilers. Forty years later, no, no, spoilers. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forty years later, Godzilla was just destroyed. Oh, oh, was gagged on my own. Choking on my own rage. Choking on my own rage. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, all is well, it ends well. They, they beat the monster. Children's Center is probably not saved. Yeah, I wonder if their eyesight's, like, permanently gone. Oh, shit, we never got back to that. Um, but... so then, like, Cap's, like, disappointed in Arashi for, like, kind of disobeying orders and stuff like that, but then he just says, you're gonna quote the the fourth like uh rule for for the science patrol until you're satisfied with yourself and so he just keeps repeating repeating it which it's like don't disobey orders follow orders exactly stuff like that and he just keeps saying it you can you can tell the more he kept saying it like the more upset he was looking because like oh god why did i do he, he felt bad what he did so Oh, uh, but yeah, good episode. Like, it was a good, it was good to finally have, like, Arashi get some character focus, so. It shocked, like, I was shocked that Arashi got a character episode. Especially when there's three episodes left before the, before the end. Yeah, maybe that's what they're doing. They're just like, alright, we gotta give these guys some fucking development before, before we end this. Yeah, let's make him cartoony. Okay. Yeah, let's have a kaiju from space. Mm. But he's a skeleton. Okay. Um. Let's have an Arashi episode. In terms of Zoragus' design, eh, it was, a, it was a bit of a mess. He reminded me a bit of an armadillo. <coughs> like, with the shell a bit. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, and Ultraman, like, broke his horn off. That's a poor guy. What a dick. What, yeah, and Ultraman's a dick. <laughs> Hell, remember there was an episode where he's like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I? It's like a bender from uh, the big score after he kills Fry. Ah, 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 ah. Oh God, what did I just do? <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Tiga. Tiga time. <laughs>
episode 36, A Smile Across Space and Time. There's honestly not much to say about this episode. It is probably the, the most boring episode of TV we've ever watched. Yeah, Gar, Gar you hated it, even. Sorry, I bashed my head against the desk. Yeah, you are. Well, don't break the desk, please. That'd be bad. No. So we're just going to talk about this briefly because there isn't much to say. Like, literally, it's just about this girl, this monster that, like, summons shit through time. And this girl, this teenage girl who was, like, born, like, 1915 shows up. Yazumi decides to take care of her. Oh, no, no. It was Captain Yuruma's orders for Yazumi to take care yeah, of her. Yeah, but then, like, because... Hori, Hori and Daigo were like, oh, or Shinji were like, oh, we'll do it. And then, like, Daigo's like, no. I'll, I'll do, do it. it. It's like, good thing Raina wasn't there. He would have Raina did slept. nothing this happened. No, Raina did nothing! Just... Put her back in that sexy gray outfit. Oh, you mean like last episode? Yeah. Great. She's all sweaty and... Why did you stop talking about her like that? Sorry! It's Ultraman's daughter! I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. Whoever, uh, whoever she married probably was like, Oh, you probably don't know my dad. Oh, he's probably all right. That's fucking shit. He says probably lost. And it's like yeah, and then like their grandchildren, his grandchildren, is like my grandpa's Ultraman. <laughs> and then he comes, shows up to school. Hey, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I bet, I bet, I bet he would do that too. Bring your kid. To, or, yeah, bring your grandpa to work day. Yeah. No career day. That's yeah, it. Career day. I am. I just he walks in. Hi, I'm Ultraman. <gasps> All the kids are probably like, You're not an orb. <laughs> yeah, you're not a guy. Where's Ginga? Where's Ginga? I love Ginga. No, Ginga. <laughs> I'm the OG uh, Ultraman. You're an old piece of shit. Yeah, there, there oh. just, like, there wasn't much to the episode. I was nodding off. Like, it just, like, because when. There was a subway. Subway market. Oh, yeah, sub- there was Subway. There's Subway. So Adam Sandler's now in the back of the car. Yeah, they're eating a Subway. With Arashi with sunglasses. Yeah, with eating, Ultraman Tiga's head. Yeah, they're eating a Subway sandwich. Um, and just, like, oh, spoilers. This old woman who comes up to Yasumi when he's feeling down. Like, oh, be, be happy. It was the girl. Because she, like, disappears after, like, the monster kaiju gets destroyed. Oh, and, oh. like, Yasumi's like, I killed her! She went back to her fucking time. Or, or you mean how like they kept repeating the same phrase over and over? She's from the past. She'll turn into an old lady or an old corpse. Oh, it's like that. It's like the main character from I think like Howl's Moving Castle. Where, like she gets like old. Like, yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. It's like. I gold think, gold I dress think, was cool. I guess. I think it was in Yu-Gi-Oh Bridge where they kept making the joke of like. If you like, it's like hearing the phrase over and over again. If you die in the game, you, you die, die for real. real. It's like for fu- yes, we got it. Yep. Um, Gold Goldris was cool, I guess. The superpower monster. Yeah. yeah. So like, he, it's... he reminded me of the kaiju that like could only sense things when it's moving. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just. Because, like, this wasn't focused on, like, anyone specifically, so, because it wasn't about any of the main team, and, like, barely Daigo was even in it. Like, no one was barely in it. Like, it, it was Yasumi of all people, but, like, Yasumi already got an amazing character development episode. It was, like, the, the one where you, like, went on the field, and then, like, a bunch of people died, and you got fucking super shook by it. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, like, that was a pretty damn good episode. 
of Tiga overall. Yeah. Where this just felt like it felt, it's boring. It felt boring. It's boring. I can't even be mad at it. It's boring. Yeah. So like, like, like there's a difference between being bad and boring. Yeah, like Tiga, Tiga's, Tiga's hit and miss. Like sometimes it has like, oh my god, really fun good episodes, but then sometimes it's like. Like, yeah, sometimes the episodes are, like, out of the ballpark. Like, they go to town with the episodes. Yeah. But this was just... We got told, like, episode, what, 52? Yeah, there's 52 episodes. Yeah. Plus two movies afterwards. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, don't worry, we're talking about the two movies, like, together as one. Okay. That's its own episode <laughs> all together. Till all our way. All... It's kind of like that. Um, yeah, so, like, we, we don't have much to say about this episode. It was, it was boring. Like... You're watching Tiga. You don't need to watch it. You're not gonna miss much. If you want to watch an episode of something that kind of had a better, like, feeling for this, like the whole concept of like time portals, because mm. it was like time portals from like Bermuda Triangle and like other places around the world where like things are being chucked in. Um, there's an episode of Ninja Turtles Fast Forward called uh, "Timing Is Everything," which. It involves like time portals opening up to like different locate like different times. It not only in the show's like universe, but like in just in general. Like you remember the Triceratons, right? Yep. The Triceratops people. Yep. Dinosaurs end showing up, in which a Triceraton bumps into an actual Triceratops, and like he just kind of looks at, like he's a bit confused. He's like, "What? <laughs> can I ride you? Can, can I ride you?" Yeah, so... Let's get on to the show that actually impressed us a lot. Yeah, let's get on to Greedo Man. So we're talking about one episode this week, this episode. So episode thirty-three, another Takashi. So this this was a mind-blowing episode. Leagues more entertaining than the Tiga episode. Yeah, like this movie start. This episode starts off with Yuka getting fucking robbed. Like her, like she gave, she got Naoto this like awesome watch, like this wristwatch, and he's like, "Oh man, it's really cool." And like Ipe's like, "Oh wait, I can get something cool like that because like when okay. you're not shed." I think it was like, like for his birthday. Yeah, it was coming for, it wasn't for Naoto. It's like, oh, it's because you're always late. Now you have a watch. Yeah, so like this robber like fucking just comes, grabs. Snags fucking Yuka's purse and just like starts like running off with it. He looked like a common rider protagonist. Yeah, he looked like the fucking uh, Black's uh, protag. Yeah. So um, Co- and so Kotaro. he's running, he's running, he's running, he's running, and then like Ipe's trying to chase after him, but like Ipe sucks, so like he doesn't no, do much. No, Ipe uh, bumped into the cop. Yeah. Oh yeah, he bumped, into the, he bumped into the cop, which I noticed that like the cop ripped his pants. Well, well pro- like, probably on the bike. Yes, but I don't know if that was intentional or was an accident of like. The, the shooting. It was probably... Oh, they probably filmed that scene a few times and it's like, you know, like, if you do an action, like, tight, like, in tight uh, outfits, it, like, it rips a bit. Yeah. Um, and so then, like, who stops the robber? Takashi. Takashi. Or, uh, no, ta- ta- Takeo. 
Takeo, someone who looks exactly like Takashi. And Takashi, like, before, like, uh, Takashi runs into him because, like, uh, a kid's about to, like, get run over by a car, hit by a car, which Takashi walks by and goes, I don't care if a kid gets killed, and I'm just like, you piece of shit. Again, he's already caused so many murders. <laughs> Fucking the time episode. Yeah, he, he's already planes to crash into fucking on the ground. He's killed so many people. Why not just one more? One more kid. One more won't mind. Jesus. Just uh, one more on his damn conscience. Yeah, but Take- uh, Takio saves the, the boy, and so Takashi fucking hates him, like, a lot because he's like, oh, it's too goody I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> yeah, um, so... Then Yuka, yeah, so Yuka and Ipe Naruto, they meet Takio, and, like, they're like, hey, we're gonna go play some basketball, you wanna hang out with this? He's like, yeah, sure! And Takashi's like, what? But, but, but! It only took them 33 episodes, but they finally interact with each other. Yeah, so, like, after they're playing basketball or whatever like that, like, uh, fucking Takashi gets, like, whipped in the head with the basketball, that was funny. He got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. You're gonna work with Takashi and make some kaijus. Um, so yeah, so, like, Yuka finally, like, talks to him for the first time ever, but he's just, she's just like, she's like, you're an asshole. Like, you're a dick. Why would you, why are you so mean? What an asshole. And, and talks, she's just like, I can't believe you talk to me like that. Like, just runs off. Goes home, and he's just like, I'm pissed off, I hate this fucking guy. And Kanji's father's just like, oh, why did you make a kaiju? Fuck with them. And he's like. I don't know where he lives. Make a kaiju, make a kaiju. That's always your response. So he doesn't know where, like, to actually put the kaiju because, uh... He's like, oh, why don't you put it in Takeo's computer? Gee, thanks. I'm gonna put it in the guy's computer who I don't even fucking know. Yeah, so then... I don't know why he shouted. So then he decides to, like, put the kaiju, like, uh... In, like, the watches, or, like, do something that affects the smart uh, watches, the watches. Radio, um, I think it was, like, it was a, like a radio wave. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, and a And it causes wave. them to, like, lose, like, get, lose control, control their of, their, of their hands. Which... So anyone who's wearing a watch, they, like, lose control. Yeah. So, we have a scene where, like, uh, oh, yeah, we got introduced to the kaiju as well, uh, Cheetah Gora. Yeah, Cheetah Gora, in which, he, he reminds me of a Sibozo, but from, the uh... The Grudge Monster. Yeah, he's the Grudge Monster. <laughs> He was cool looking though. He's got like a skeletal design. Yeah, he, he was definitely supposed to two point Yeah, but he was really nice looking. Yeah, like, he really looks cool. Design. So good. Um. So then we get like cut to Ipe, Naruto, and Yuka, and so like they're all just hanging so, out. So, that, so like the watch gets affected on Naruto's arm, and so you just see like him like put his arm around Yuka, and Yuka just kind of looks like oh oh yeah that's sweet. Then his hand starts going towards her ass, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's bad, Naruto. Save she's that like, for the bedroom. She's like, you pervert. Yuka, you can't just slap. Yuka. 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 <laughs> and it's like, Ipe, what the hell are you doing? Because he's got, like, his hand, like, on his face. Like, was he, like, picking his nose or something? No, he's like, just, like, his hand, no, his hand was just grabbing his face. And so then, like, you can start smacking him, too. It's just smacking everyone. It's great. Oh, no. It's the claw. The claw. <laughs> um, and then, so, uh, Takio comes out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, it's the watch. So, like, 
they try to like grab the watch off and like he like goes through the like it starts shocking him but like he goes through the pain just goes fuck it whatever and gets the watches off and then they're like oh they're good and then uh the primal acceptor the primal acceptor come uh get, comes online and then Gridman's like oh we gotta go we gotta fight this guy I, I thought it i honestly thought it would have been funny if like it started going off Takio just grabs it and just chucks it. Just yeet. No, no, just in the water. It's gone. Oh, uh, yeah. So then they go Gridman. He starts fighting them. Um, let's get his butt kicks. It's a take ending. names, kick it. No, no. What take, is it? Take name, kick names, take ass. Yeah, that's right. Hey, don't call us plucky. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, Infinity War. Uh, so, so it's like okay yeah people's arms are not in control what could possibly go wrong the cop like the police officer who has a watch on his hand or on his wrist yep has his gun yeah and he starts shooting up place yeah he starts shooting like he shoots a car with like a mother and daughter in it and then like almost shoots himself like, he points the gun in his fucking head, and then, but, the, like, he ducks in time before the gun shoots. And so, like, uh, Takio, like, f- uh, finds them, like, just shooting at a bunch, trying to shoot at a bunch of people. And so he tries to stop them, like, tackles them and everything like that. And, like, Takashi's, like, he, like, brings out his, like, handy pocket computer. He's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck with everyone. <laughs> he's, like, 15 years of grudge. Yeah. So, and then we get, like, we get, like, a... A slight flashback to Takashi where, like, he, he remembers, like, his nanny that, like, watched over when his parents were busy. And he's just like, oh, like, I really love you, Nana, and stuff like that. And then, like, his parents come and they, like, take him take him away from her. And, like, I guess he didn't get to see his nanny anymore. And she was like, oh, you're going to grow up to be such a good boy. And, which, you see, he doesn't. We're so, nice. yeah. So... Yeah, so Gridman, he, he goes, uh, they summon the, the god tank, and then they make Thunder Gridman, and Thunder Gridman uses, he uses a new technique. Yeah, the Fire Grid Storm? So, something like that. Or the Grid Fire Storm. Yeah, grid, yeah, something like that. And he, like, fires, like, fire from, like, the, his chest yeah. thing, and, like, def- defeats him, kicks his ass. Um, so then, like, he stops it, and so, like, all the people who, like, saw uh, Takeo, like, save the police officer, they're like, oh, you're so fucking cool! Takeshi's like, That's it! I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch! Yeah, so we just see him, like, hiding and seeing, like, uh, Naruto and them are all like, oh, where where Takeo is? Oh, let's let's play without him. Oh, let's let's give his place a call. It shows Takeshi's house. Like, it shows his room. And we're like, what? So then we see Takeo, like, run, walking down, like, this, like, tunnel area, and, like, he's going to meet with them, I guess. And then we see Takeshi just with a box cutter. And I, I think that's Akane's dad. That's SS Gridman. I think I, that's Takeshi's dog. I have a feeling, yeah. That's the relation. I would like there to be, like, a headcanon relation. It's my headcanon. That's Takeshi's daughter. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Takeshi, like, he got better. Found love of his life. Ended up having a daughter. Um, so he has a box cutter. He's ready to fucking shank Takio and kill him. And then we st- it stops. And then we just see him with like a, like the little boy version of Takashi in front of him. And he gives him like a paper airplane because he likes airplanes or something. And like you just well, see oh, it. When he was a little boy, he, he little told boy. his nanny, he's like, oh, 
Like, I love you so much, Nanny. We, let's travel the world together. I'm in an airplane. I'm like, I'm in an airplane so we can travel the world. So, then we just cut to him seeing him with the plane in his hand and the box cutter. And he's just like, ah! So, it's to imply, be implied that Takio wasn't actually there. And that that was supposed to be what Takashi was supposed to be if he was raised right and like became a, was a good person instead of who he turned out to be so it was it was a really weird end of the episode and i don't know how to properly process it but like that's what's to be implied was that he was never actually there to begin with like like he was but he wasn't like he like he was imaginary like he came from the imaginary world it's like so he was there, but then he left? Yeah, like it was supposed to show, like, Takashi, this is who you're supposed to end up being. Not well, not like... that, well, not that he, what he was supposed to be. It was a what-if situation. Like, what if? What if Takashi was a good guy? Yeah. Like, he would have been, he would have had friends. People would have loved him. He would have been such a good person. In which, spoilers, there was, Takashi was meant to be the hero of the next Gridman show. Oh, Remember Gridman Sigma? Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be Takashi. Oh, that would have been interesting. Unfortunately, the show never came yeah. to be. I know. All we got was like a promotional image. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was cool for Gridman to show what Takashi would look like if he was a good person. Like, if he was... Wasn't a shut-in, you know, had friends, was popular with people. Confident. Confident in himself, yeah. Or basically did what was right. Did, exactly. So, it just sucks that, like, you know, being an outcast and his parents just not, like, raising him properly, like, made him be this way. And also, just, you know, all this bad shit happens to him. But, like, he kind of brings it upon himself, unfortunately. So, but just really good episode of Gridman. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. So. Definitely made up for, definitely made up for Tiga. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's unfortunate that we got a really boring episode of Tiga. Mm-hmm. And so... Next week, we, uh, next episode of Gridman, we see Gar's favorite. Shinobi, Shinobi Lar. Shinobi back. For the final round. Some weird, like, Samurai Kabuki Warrior or something. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yay! You know what? It's his last time showing up. I don't mind. And I guess that is it for this episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. So one thirteen. Uh, I'll think of something. Yeah, you'll think of something. I'll think of something for the title. Um. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Schwa for now. Schwa for now.